When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete.me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete.me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. and <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide DeleteMe with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have DeleteMe. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. DeleteMe is not just a one-time service. DeleteMe is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. It's really true that budgeting sucks. Nobody likes budgeting. In fact, I think it's probably the most hated word. No one has a plan, but you can. In this episode, I'm teaching you my easy, simple one, two, three system for budgeting so you can stop stressing over your money. Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money Podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. So I've got six letters for you. B, U, D, G, E, T. 
probably one of the most despised words in the English language, that letter combination. But that's because you're thinking about it all wrong. And I believe that we have built up society around convincing you that budgeting is this horrible, terrible, awful thing. Like if we're looking at the spectrum of doing the dishes, the laundry, and taking out trash, like putting together your budget may be somewhere towards the bottom of that list. But a budget isn't a set-in-stone document that is some formal decree telling you what you can and can't spend money on. Oh, my friends, I'm here to change your mind if you're ready to join me. My first experience with true budgeting was when I was in college and running a business, and it really wasn't budgeting. I just needed to make the numbers work. They just had to make sense. And I had a set amount of money, and I had to figure out how to best allocate that money. And each year we raised between a hundred and two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to put on a film festival. And I was nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, and twenty-two, I believe, before I sold the business. And for me that was a lot of money. And I had to pay myself and a lot of expenses, pay taxes and spoil Hollywood celebs who came out to our events each year. There was still a lot of things that I had to manage and without really knowing it. I learned how powerful seeing between the lines uh, was. Like I I was learning these skills that now I look back and I'm like, wow, had I not had that experience, I wouldn't have been able to hone those skills, nor would I be able to talk about it with you the way that I can talk about it. And I'm so thankful for that experience. But I really want you to just wipe away whatever preconceived feelings and notions that you have about budgeting and just try to hear what I'm saying to you with just open ears. And again, you take what works for you. You throw out what doesn't work for you. I'm just here to bring you some ideas and maybe expand your brain just a little bit about thinking about something differently. Writing numbers on a piece of paper won't get you anywhere. I'm going to say that like 10 times with an exclamation mark because I really mean it. It's not enough to write numbers on a piece of paper. And if you've been frustrated with with budgeting and and you're saying to me, Shauna, I have written these numbers on a piece of paper and they do not work. I get to the end of the month. I don't have the money that it says I'm supposed to have. And I'm so frustrated and I'm just going to tear up this piece of paper It's because just writing the numbers on a piece of paper doesn't get you anywhere. That may seem really controversial to stay, but I'm not not here to mess around with you. I, I really want to give you some maybe new ways of thinking about this. So if you wrote down your income and your expenses on a piece of paper, let's say more than a month ago, and you haven't touched it, that isn't a budget. I don't know what it is. It's a figment of your imagination. And the reason it is, is because you can write whatever you want on that piece of paper. And we all do it. We are all so guilty of it. I've done it myself 10 times over. You write the number that you think you want to see or the number that you have in your head, but that number is so far off from reality. Now, of course, there are some numbers that are realistic. You probably know how much you're going to spend on certain things that you you spend that same amount of money virtually every single month. So I'll give you those things. No problem with those things. 
it's the things that we're a little bit more like loosey-goosey on, like eating out and entertainment and shopping and all of those fun things that are maybe frustration relievers for us. Those are the things where it tends to get a little dicey. So what are you going to do about it? You're going to throw out that silly piece of paper because it's not doing you any good. It it hasn't gotten you very far already, unless you're just somebody who is a ninja budgeting person, like you are all over budgeting, then okay, I'll, I'll see you and I'll raise you a couple ideas in this episode. But for most of us, this is something that we struggle with and that is difficult. We don't talk about it. We don't talk about it with our friends. Nobody wants to admit that you're not good at this stuff or maybe that you don't know what to do or how to do it or that the numbers don't make sense to you or that you can't figure out why you're always over budget or you can't figure out why you can't save money. We don't want to talk about that stuff, but we should talk about that stuff. I'm going to talk about that stuff. (laughs) So hopefully I'm going to give you some permission to talk about it, or at least for you just to think about it and have some sort of awareness about it. And experts tend to try to make the process of budgeting so hard. And between you and me, it's not. It may be a little hard work in the beginning, but it's not that hard. And it's just not, I don't know the best way to put it, but whatever we've created in society to believe that there's one way to do budgeting, or if you don't do things this way, you're wrong. All that is just BS. It's just complete and utter crap. And what it does is it just keeps you stuck in a place because you feel like you don't know the rules. You don't know how to do it. And so you need to give yourself permission to obviously make mistakes, but then to realize that there isn't one specific way to do everything. So All you can do is share your ideas. All you can do is try and pick out gems from here and there and and try them in your life and see what works for you. So if budgeting isn't putting numbers on a piece of paper, then what is it, you ask? Well, good question. All right. So let's go through some some things here. I'm going to I tried so hard when I was putting together this episode. I'm like, gosh, I just want to go back in my memory vault and pull out every little trick or idea that I've given to somebody over the years, what's worked for me. And and I'm hoping that there's something in there that sparks a, a light bulb in you or just an excitement about this. Because that's my hope, really, is at the end of this episode, you're like, wow, I'm actually excited to go do this. That would be like a really good day. (laughs) So before you think about the numbers, I really need you to think about a few things. And we don't do this enough. We don't think about stuff, the the crap that's built up in us, the reason why we do certain things. We just want to go straight to the numbers. And I think we need to fix some of the other stuff or not even fix it, just have some sort of general awareness of it. Then we can go to the numbers and the numbers then are going to, it's going to be an easier process for us. So my question to you is, why do you dislike looking at your numbers? And I want you to be honest with yourself. I've shared my story of years and years and years of not looking at my ATM receipts. I would go to the bank, I would drive up would deposit checks, I would take out money, and I would not look at that ATM receipt. 
I would fold it up. I would stuff it in my wallet. And I just, I didn't want to see the numbers. It's so ridiculous because I had money in my bank account. I don't know what I was thinking, but I just, I didn't want to deal with it. And then of course, had to rip off that Band-Aid in a major way. When I went through divorce, I had no choice. I had to look at the numbers. And it wasn't so scary. And actually, it was like, okay, I think I could find some better ways to allocate the money. I think I could figure out how to do this better. And so I was kind of like, why in the world did I not look at the numbers all these years? It was just some crazy thing that I had built up in my head. And I am, I don't know if you call it type A or what you call it, but something with numbers. If if I have the number in my head, I stop, start subtracting all the bills that are coming up and all the weekly expenses and it starts spiraling. And then I get in this, this fear mentality, this fear mode that there's not going to be enough and what's going to happen when there's not enough money. And it's ridiculous because it's a lie. It is not the truth. So what lies are you telling yourself that are keeping you stuck? Those are the things that I want you to figure out. And also figure out your why. Why does it make you anxious? Why does it make you depressed? Why does it make you stressed out? Why does it make you frustrated? Whatever that word is for you, why does it make you that? And really think about it because you've got to figure that out before we can ever work on building the good money habits. It's just like getting rid of the gunk, getting rid of the crap that is in your brain, that is in your mindset that's stopping you. Uh, I don't know if you've become a fan recently of the Marie Kondo tidying up series at all. She seems to be everywhere. I read her book actually when it came out. It feels like now a couple of years ago. And it's just the whole process of like tidying. When you're, when your place, the place that you spend a lot of time in is tidy, your brain is uncluttered and you can be more creative and you can have more focus. So it's that same thing with your finances. And once we get the gunk out of the way, then we move on to the pretty stuff, the fun stuff. What do you want your life to look like? And this may seem dreamy and airy-fairy, but I promise you, this is the stuff that makes the shift happen. This is the stuff that just blows open barriers that have built up in you, years and years of you not being able to move your life in a certain place, or maybe you've been stuck in debt or whatever it is. I'm not saying that this just radically pays off your debt, but the mind is so freaking powerful. If you could understand it, even if you just tiptoe into this area with me, I promise you're going to have some sort of realizations that maybe you haven't had before. So I want you to close your eyes. Okay. Don't do that if you're driving. Please don't do that. Uh, But I want you to think about what's not working in your life. What are you striving for? Is it to buy a house? Maybe you want to start a family. Maybe debt is crushing your spirit. Maybe it's something simple, like you just want to feel better about your money situation. Figure out your why and get it really crystal clear in your head. What do you want your life to look like? Like, let's just say we fast forward a year from now. And I need you to just like throw out, well, but but I don't know about this, but I don't know about that. Oh, screw all of that. I want you to be honest with yourself. What do you want February 2020 version of you to look like? And I need you to get that crystal clear in your head. Sometimes I draw a picture or do a vision board. You know you, so do you. Well, we'll keep that vision 
in the forefront of your mind, because that's really important. That is going to get you through those moments of, I don't want to do this. I don't want to follow up on this. It's, it's the same thing if you were telling me that you wanted to lose 20 pounds or you want to go run a marathon or you want to climb a big mountain or whatever it is. It's the same motivation that you attach to achieving that thing. Then it makes the process that you go through more enjoyable, I think, because if you know that you're doing certain things every day or every week or every month, you should also attach that to But that's getting me closer to that vision that I have in my head. If it's not, then you should reevaluate, of course, what those things are. If you're you're doing the right things or not doing the right things, that's a whole other podcast episode. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. 
Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international bestselling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become mentally stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. But now that you have that vision in your mind, now it's time to get to the numbers. We have to get to the numbers. We can't not get to the numbers. We have to get to the numbers. And I don't want you to think about budget again in the traditional sense. So here are some things that have worked for me and others that I've worked with. Again, you use what you want, but the important thing is that you have to know what you're spending your cash on point blank. There is no way to get around that. No way to get around that if you want to reach that vision that you set, seriously. But it's not so hard, my friend. Uh, And I know this because I've done this myself. I've been on both sides of the spectrum, kicking and screaming, I don't want to do this. I don't want to look at this. And then I've been on the other side like, wow, holy crap, this actually works. So I'm speaking to you from my own personal experience, but then also speaking to you as an expert of having done this process with so many people, some of them kicking and screaming and they didn't want to change. And so nothing changed. Some of them kicking and screaming and then they made the change and it was like, whoa, life just became like a full spectrum of colors to them. They didn't even know existed. And the crazy thing was it was right beneath their nose the whole time. It, I wasn't doing any sort of magical trick. It was just right in front of them. So you know your income. That's the easy part, give or take, right? I'm self-employed, so for me, it's a bit all over the place. And if that's you, just find an average that you can work with, just some number. And then anything over that average is bankable cash that that you have to deal with. Deal with, that's a terrible word. That you have to put in some really exciting places every month. So then we've got the income, super, super easy part. The second part is, What is the stuff that you have to pay for each month? Your rent, your mortgage, minimum student loans, credit card payments, car payments, groceries, et cetera. Know that number, right? Because that's what you're going to subtract from what you make. That's how much you have on average each month. The, The number that's left is the number you have 
average each month for all the extra stuff, right? So we've we've paid for the stuff that we know we have to pay for. They absolutely have to pay for. Now we're dealing with all of the extra stuff. And this is the part where it just all falls apart for everyone. Everyone. I want you to hear that and I want it to just really sink deep down in into your bones because the common belief is that you and only you make mistakes with this stuff or overspend on certain things. And that is so far from the truth. But this is where your focus needs to be. If you want to make radical changes in your finances, if you want to make radical changes towards your goals, the extras is where you should devote your attention because this is where so many aha moments happen. So I don't care if you use an app or an Excel document, post-it notes, you've got to keep your eyes on these numbers. And one trick I do is I track my extra spending every day in the notes section of my phone. This is just my process. But I look back at the end of the week and I give every item that I've spent my money on a one, two, or three rating. Ones are good. Threes are bad. Twos, I'm going to either move those to a one or three. It just depends. So threes are expenses that make me (laughs) upset, that I get frustrated about. Like, I know I shouldn't have spent more money on shopping online today. I didn't really need it, etc. But I bought it and now I feel super crappy about it. Ones make you elated, like so super happy. I loved that green juice I bought. It brought me so much joy. I was so happy. I felt totally good about it. Whatever that is for you. All right, so you've got your threes and you've got your ones. And so I work each week to get rid of the threes going forward. And this is my system, but it works for me really, really wonderfully. So I just wanted to share it with you. At the end of the month, you must, must, must look at where you spent your cash and balance that against what you thought you would spend for the month. So traditional budgeting is you have that crappy piece of paper where you write down everything for the month and it's not accurate. You have to have the accurate representation of what happened with your cash that month. You absolutely have to. How are you going to figure out anything if you don't actually know where your money spent? It's just so so, so key because then you can see the patterns. They start to emerge. And maybe you find out there are days where you felt really bad about yourself or about your job and you overspent. Okay, so how do you correct that? How can you make that mindset shift? How can you reattach to the vision or the goal that you're trying to achieve? Because if you can do that, maybe you can counteract that. And the only reason you're doing that, the whole only supreme reason is so that you're in the driver's seat, you're in control of your spending. Because every day you make these tiny steps, you're actually stepping towards that vision and not away from it. Do you get it? Do you see where the shift can happen here? Talking about money is hard. You know this already. All over the world, people are taught to never talk about money, politics, sex, or religion in polite company. On 50 Fires, a podcast about money and meeting from executive producers Chip and Joanna Gaines, host and financial conversationalist Carl Richards, 
We'll remove money from that list by having frank, funny, and often difficult conversations about money, the kind we're all told not to have, with guests from all walks of life. In each episode, Carl will invite a new guest to answer the question, what does money mean to you? Their answers will reveal much more than their attitudes about money, spanning revelations about identity, community, faith, family, and the true meaning of wealth. Tune in to hear deep conversations about money and the meaning it holds in our lives. You can find 50 Fires on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. From Foreign Policy, I'm Rena Nainen, the host of The Hidden Economics of Remarkable Women. Over the past few years, we've looked at how women around the world are changing societal norms to increase their economic power. This season, we're focusing completely on girls, how they're pushing for a brighter, more powerful future, and what the rest of us can do to set them up for success. Join us for stories about girl power, young women who are fighting for change, to give themselves a chance to live a life of their own choosing. That's season six of The Hidden Economics of Remarkable Women, wherever you get your podcasts. So you don't need that that piece of paper. If you like that piece of paper, use it. Make it work for you. But make sure that you're also putting on that sheet of paper a separate column of what actually did happen with your spending that month. If not, Use my system. Use my one, two, three system. Love your ones. Fine. I'm not giving up my ones. My threes. eh, Maybe I need to find out something better to do with my threes because that's cash I could put directly towards my goal. Whether I want to pay off debt, whether I'm trying to save for my house, I can make a behavioral shift with my threes and route that money someplace better. My twos, I'm going to make a decision. I'm either going to say, you know what, I, I actually do love this expense, so I'm going to move it to a one, or I'm going to say, eh, no, this is a three, and I'm going to cut it out. And this is how you little by little make these monetary shifts, and everybody is looking for, they're looking for the perfect scenario for this stuff to work, and it's not. It's just little by little each day. And the shift that has to take place is seeing the participation in keeping tabs on your spending gives you these numerous choices to make the decision. Do I spend on this? Can I put the money towards the goal? That doesn't mean giving up on living the life and having fun, all sorts of stuff, because those ones, those things that make really happy, they're critical to your happiness. They're absolutely critical. But give yourself choices. This is a great process. And the choices part is what ultimately helped change our finances, change my life, and help me feel like I was in charge of my finances, even when things were a little rocky, when I didn't have as much money to to work with. I still kept with the system. So you see, you can throw out the word budget absolutely just throw it out of your vocabulary. If you know how much you need to make each month to cover the expenses you have to pay, then you have decisions of what you're going to do with the rest. What do you save? What do you spend? What do you use to pay off debt? What do you use to have fun with? What do you use for your vacation fund? All those sorts of stuff. But let's put you back in control and throw out the sour feelings with budgeting. Your plan is simple. It's how you're going to bring that vision of your life that you told me just a little bit ago that you had into reality. And oh, 
I want this so bad for you. And I'm in this with you. I'm doing this too. I'm doing this day in, day out, right there with you. We're doing this together. You may get down or discouraged or frustrated, but please don't focus on needing more money in order to make this work. It's not about how much you make. And I don't know how many times I can say that because, again, that's a societal norm that we're sort of all brought up to believe that we just got to grow up and make a crap load of money. Well, a big pot full of money doesn't mean anything. I've had people that I've worked with who have had more money than you and I can even imagine. And they are broke essentially at the end of every month. So the myth that you just need a lot of money and then everything in life is going to be so super smooth is an absolutely ridiculous myth that I hope I can blow up for you. Because I have seen people with relatively low salaries that are wealthier, wealthier than people I've worked with making millions and millions of dollars a year. And it's just because they're more in the driver's seat with their money. It's about how you plan for what you have, how you use it, the decisions you make. Money comes and goes. That's a reality. I have lived my life already with money ebbing and flowing. But no one can take away a new positive money mindset that you have. Nobody can take away if you're able to say, you know what? I got rid of the crap from the past. I got rid of my whys. I understand why I make certain decisions. It's not that you're never going to make them again. I'm I'm not going to tell you that's not going to happen. And who cares if it does? I don't care. That's life. But I want you to understand that stuff. Then I want you to get that vision in your head. Then I want you to track those extra dollars that are going places that maybe are better served. Just take a little tiny step every single day. Tiny, tiny, tiny steps. Even if your goal is so super big, take it day by day by day. You don't do good today. Who cares? Move on to tomorrow. It's not a big deal. Don't focus on it. It's just about putting these tiny, tiny steps together that are going to lead to such massive change in your life. Hey, thanks so much for checking out today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoyed learning about a fresh new way to think about budgeting, first, just give yourself a big round of applause because listening to a podcast episode about budgeting is already measure for success. But if you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend or family member, somebody who you know might also love to learn about a simpler way to think about budgeting. As always, I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode. (music) 